KEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Kay Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in on a Thursday edition of the show here on The Ticket Radio Network. Kay Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on this Thursday, June 2nd, uh, 2022 edition of the show. A uh, few things we'll dive into over the course uh, of today's show, which is uh, on 953theticket.com. Uh, through the tune in app by searching 4KNEA. Also, Twitter and Facebook, uh, The Ticket Radio, and Instagram, The Ticket Radio Network. Uh, obviously, a lot of talk centered around the NBA Finals as that gets set to uh, to start up tonight. So, we'll spend uh, a good part of the show kind of talking about uh, the NBA Finals and what's going on there. Uh, some MLB games going on. The uh, the college uh, the college baseball postseason uh, gets underway tomorrow. You also have some College World Series action and softball going on this weekend, and some more uh, national news items and items of note we'll get to over the next hour or so. But right now, Andrew Bowen will get us caught up on some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals. On tires. Arkansas State football continues to add depth to its 2022 recruiting class. The Red Wolves picked up a commitment from quarterback Chase Campbell of Vallejo High School in Texas on Wednesday. Campbell threw for 23 touchdowns his senior season. Meanwhile, entering his first season at the helm of A-State vo- the A-State Volleyball Program, Coach Brian Gerwig has announced dates for the 2022 volleyball camps. All camps will be held in the month of July, and the slate will get underway with the Little Wolves camp July 18th through 20th. And more info can be found at redwolvesvolleyball.com. And the St. Louis Cardinals wrapped up a sweep of San Diego with a 5-2 win yesterday at Busch Stadium. Nolan Arenado hit a two-run homer, while Paul Goldschmidt extended his hit streak to 23 games. The Cardinals begin a five-game series at the Chicago Cubs tonight at 7.05 p.m. on 95.9 The Wolf. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Yeah, I could tell it uh, we're getting into the summer months because there's not nearly as many uh, headlines. But one headline that did come out uh, earlier today in regards to uh, Arkansas football was that they announced a contract extension for uh, head coach Sam Pittman, uh, tying him to the Razorbacks through the 2026 uh, season. And uh, he'll have a base salary of $5 million annually. Uh, we'll have, you know, some escalators, uh, if he reaches certain, you know, incentives like, uh, a bowl win, a conference championship, X number of wins in the season. But, uh, that retroactively, uh, started on Jan one of this year and goes through December 31st of 2026. So, uh, Sam Pittman has uh, gotten a contract extension, making around $5 million, uh, a year to be the head coach of Arkansas football. So that's some of the biggest news that uh, has come out today. Uh, honestly, kind of expected that uh, because it has been something that's been rumored for quite a while. Uh, you know, I think he was even asked about contract extension, you know, even the middle of the season last year. Uh, 
and everything you heard was that it was getting done. It was just a matter of working out the logistics details and all that. And so uh, today, officially, it was announced that uh, Sam Pittman has signed a deal or signed an extension to remain the head coach of Arkansas football. So um, that's about it in terms of college athletics news uh, in regards to Arkansas. We did get some uh, athletics news from a state drop earlier today. Uh, and that is that Sharika Nelvis is going to be inducted into the Track and Field Hall of Fame uh, coming up on uh, Friday. So she's part of what is the 27th class in uh, Arkansas track and field um, uh, history. So uh, Sharika Nelvis is going to be inducted into the Arkansas Track and Field Hall of Fame coming up on Friday night. Uh, a much deserved honor. Honestly, kind of surprised uh, hasn't already been inducted into that, but that was some good A-State news to come out um, earlier today in regards uh, to headlines. All right, so tonight we get the NBA Finals that uh, start up at 8 o'clock on ABC. As uh, we have gotten closer to the final starting, I've gotten a little bit more excited. Um, I'm not going to lie. I will not fully have my attention on the finals until after I get home and sit down for an hour and 40 minutes and watch episode seven of Stranger Things, because that is quite literally the only thing on my mind at this moment. Uh, It was about 1245 this morning when I finished episode six. And I thought long and hard about just being like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever, and I'm I'm, I'm going to knock this out. And I didn't, and I kind of regret it, uh, because now this is like literally all I can think about today. So, uh, Yeah, it's one of those shows where when you don't finish it, you're like, ah, oh, I should have done it. <laughs> because it's one of those deals uh, where it, like it's an hour and a half, hour 40, and it doesn't feel that long. Yeah, I mean, it just it just flies by, and you look up, and it's like, oh crap! You know, it, it's eight o'clock now. I mean, I've been watching this for an hour and a half. So, uh, yeah, that that is definitely that is definitely the dangerous part about watching this show. Yeah, you get um, you get sucked in because it's a great story. It's a great story and great show. Highly recommended if you haven't watched it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I, I'm sure we'll we'll. We'll have conversations off the air tomorrow about uh, the end of the end of the season because um, no spoilers on air. Yeah, I mean we do have two more episodes to go, July one, but one's a movie and one's like an hour and a half long. So, anyways, uh, not to get sidetracked here, but I I am excited for the NBA Finals tonight. Um, that starts up at eight o'clock. You know, I feel like it is a pretty good matchup, and it's borderline kind of on the fence, maybe of must-watch category just because of, well, two things. Number one, the historic success of the Celtics, right? A a storied franchise that dominated the league in the 60s and then, uh, you know, had their run with Larry Bird there in the 80s, had their run with with Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Uh, But, you know, first time they've been in the finals in 10-plus years, and... It's like a new era of a really historic franchise with the Boston Celtics, right? So, even though you like you have the new faces of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, guys who are just entering the you know the start of their prime, 
it's still kind of the old school in the fact that the Celtics have been here for forever and have been doing it, right? And then it's the new school in the fact that it's the Warriors who I would consider a dynasty. I mean, I, I know some people may not, and that's fine, uh, because, you know, it depends on what your parameters are of a dynasty. Um, if if your parameters are that it has to go for you know 15, 20 years, then obviously the Warriors aren't the aren't a dynasty. Uh, like I don't think that way though, because I consider the Chicago Bulls a dynasty, and their dynasty was about a ten year run. Yeah. So I, I mean. I just uh, I think prolonged success over a period of time. Now I do think it has to be longer than like five years, right? It if you just have success, because I don't know if I would consider the Bad Boy Pistons like a dynasty, right? Because they went back to back and they had their success, but really and truthfully, it was about a five you know year run there, right? Uh, so I don't know that I would consider them a dynasty, but I do think I would consider the Warriors a dynasty. And they're a little bit of that new blood in terms of in terms of a dynasty, right? So I think from that point alone, you get a lot of casual fans drawn into this matchup because it is a little bit of that you know old school versus new school in in these in this year's NBA Finals. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's exciting to see because you know the Warriors, while they are somewhat old school with them, their stars being on the way out, they also have these new stars in Jordan Poole and a bunch of other young guys that are kind of rising to take over this team in a sense and take the helm. And then you have the completely new guard in the Celtics that are Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, all these guys, Marcus Smart, um, mixed in with a few veterans. So it's kind of like a good mixed bag of like old versus new. So. Um, I think out of all the matchups throughout the entire playoffs, this has been the best matchup so far, I think. Yeah, I do too. Just from just from a pure uh matchup standpoint. Matchup yeah. and intrigue standpoint. So this is what I was thinking about earlier this morning. Because like I you know, I'm all in on this NBA finals. But what other games if it was for a championship or just like in general, if it's on TV, what am I gonna watch? And so you can add some in here too, because I just kind of went by by sport and what I really found out is that there's only like two in baseball right that's Red Sox Yankees and Cubs Cardinals yeah that if those two are playing on like a big stage then obviously everyone would stop what they're doing and watch right yeah I would say uh Giants Dodgers is there but it's like you have to be kind of like in tune with that, I guess, if that makes sense. Or, like, from that area. So, I think I'm a little biased in that one. But <laughs> Yeah, because I, like, I don't... Because um, they haven't been, yeah. Yeah, Every I, I mean, I know that rivalry is, like, intense, but I don't know that it is... It's not as storied as the other right. ones. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know that it gets the national praise that well, Cubs, Cardinals, and Yankees, Red Sox do. Every time they play each other in post-game or the postseason or where a game matters in the regular season, it's usually a blowout on one side 90% of the time. So yeah. that's that's kind of why. But And so in Major League Baseball, I really think you only have like maybe two matchups yeah, that would drive the ratings like that. Obviously, 2016 World Series, Cubs-Indians uh, or Cubs-Guardians uh, <laughs> did that. But that was like a special set of yeah. circumstances, right? That was, that was like a once-in-a-million-game scenario right. where this season means this and this means this, yada, if, yada. If the Cubs and the Guardians – playing the World Series like two years from now, 
sure, the ratings are going to be good and all that because, you know, it is the Cubs and mm-hmm. whatever. But they're not nearly going to be what they were in 2016, yeah. right? That's like a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime a once type deal yeah. where, where everyone is locked in on that. So, uh, and then I got to kind of looking at the NBA. And I don't really know that you have this type of, of matchup like this in the NBA. Uh, you know, for a while it was Lakers-Celtics, and I guess Lakers-Celtics still does pretty good in terms of just overall interest level. Um, but, like, I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, mean, I just don't. I'm trying to think if there's hmm. – I don't. I don't think there is one. I, I really don't because yeah. a, a lot of the intrigue with Lakers Celtics was was two things. Number one, East Coast versus West Coast, and number two, your two most storied franchises, uh, y- you know, in the association, going going at it. And now, like even when they meet in the regular season, like I mean, it's cool, I guess, but like I don't know that the NBA has that one matchup where if they're playing, there's a lot of people that's like, all right, I got I got to sit down and watch. Like, college football has a ton. Bama-Auburn, uh, you know, I think Oklahoma-Texas, uh, Bedlam, Army-Navy, you know, Michigan-Ohio State. Obviously, in college basketball, you have Duke and North Carolina, but I'm really intrigued by this because I do think there is enough years left on the Warriors' run, and the Celtics are obviously just starting theirs, to where if we get an all-time finals, then – Warrior Celtics kind of when they play every year becomes must watch territory. Yeah. I the only one I can think of is um twenty it was either twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen, I can't remember, but it was the it might have been twenty sixteen. It was when the Cavs and the Warriors played on Christmas Day. Right. Yeah. That was probably the closest you got because it one, it was a great game, and two, it was right after that finals run. Yeah. It hadn't been played out yet, it wasn't stale, and they got to play it's kind of tip off the season and so I think that's probably the last time I can think of one well I would say heat spurs for a while was kind of in that yeah. must watch category because they'd met in the finals so often uh and it, then and then you know Cavs Warriors obviously always was because there was a lot of tension and animosity between those two yeah. but really since then like there really just hasn't been one in the NBA we're like if if a certain game is on I have to tune in and watch it so yeah. I, I'm interested if uh, the Celtics and Warriors could kind of morph into that uh, starting up of these NBA Finals. Yeah, I think the trouble is that there's so many storylines in the NBA that that's kind of what right. drives the attention. Like, I don't know, the Pat Bev, John Morant stuff was right. kind of the storyline of that series and Carl uh, Anthony Towns and whatever. So that, that kind of drove that storyline. So I feel like that's the difference of the NBA versus college, where there are storylines, but it's more of the history that plays into it than the storyline in the NBA because it's kind of hard to play into the history when every team is right so unique yeah I agree all right uh, we'll take a timeout. we'll come back uh, I do want to actually like dive into the matchup and uh, and talk more about uh, what everyone is saying about this matchup in the NBA finals that's coming up after this on the ticket we're not ready to go to the closer just yet more of the setup coming up next on the ticket radio network 
Hello? Emily, it's Jennifer. I need your help. Oh, no. What's going on? I don't know if you've heard, but I'm having to work from home starting today, and I'm trying to get set up, but I can't even get calls from the office. Okay. Do you have the Spectrum VoIP app on your phone? No, I haven't set it up yet. Okay. I can log into the admin portal and forward your calls to your cell until I get it all set up. Thank you so much. You bet. Let me know when you're back in the office, and we'll get that app installed. That way, you'll never miss a call no matter where you are. Emily, you're the best. What about my video conference calls? I'll send you a link to the Spectrum VoIP portal just like we use in the office. Once you log in, you'll be able to use the chat feature and the video call feature right from your laptop. Fantastic. Now I need to get started working. When working from the office, at home, or on the road, Spectrum VoIP makes it easy. If you'd like a free demo, call 870-454-HELP. That's 870-454-4357. Or visit us online at calmersolutions.com. Spectrum VoIP from Calmer Solutions. Cloud-hosted, high-quality VoIP at the best price. Say big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh ground beef sold in a 10 pound tube for $1.89 a pound. Fresh assorted pork chop value packs, $1.47 a pound. Bob Evans pork sausage patties, two and a half pound box, $5.25, limit three. And 12 packs of Pepsi products are three for $10.88 when you buy three or more. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes Supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive through at their Race Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 Pizza Company. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. Yeah, military life can have its challenges, but sometimes veteran life brings more. While serving in Iraq, an IED took both my legs, but it didn't take my spirit. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My name is Greg Gadsden, 26-year Army veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. DAV helps veterans like me get all the benefits they've earned, and that can be a life changer. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and public speaker. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. With the right support, there are no limits. My victory is just being the best that I can be. Greg Gadsden, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. 
We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the show. Uh, here on the Ticket Radio Network, Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you. Um, some interesting news, at least from the just a national NBA front. Uh, Nike founder Phil Knight is one of the people making a bid on purchasing the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, a $2 billion plus written offer uh, along with Alan Smolinski. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. The uh, Who is the Dodgers co-owner. So those two have gone in to make a $2 billion plus dollar offer to purchase the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, that'd be pretty cool if Phil Knight owned the uh, the Trailblazers. That'd be pretty cool. Well, you know, it was cool because, uh, like, I was there. Uh, during the PK-80 event in 2000, I don't know, 16, 17, whatever year it was, uh, you know, they had the big basketball, the college basketball Thanksgiving tournament that year. And it pretty much, like, ended, at least for a year, it ended like all the other Thanksgiving tournaments. Uh, I don't think the Maui, the Maui really didn't have anybody. The Bahamas deal that they play in a ballroom didn't have anybody because all of these Nike schools were gathered um, in the Rose Quarter because they played it at the old Rose Garden and then the Moda Center, right? And Phil Knight was there every single day. Uh, he was there courtside talking with people, had like, I, I'm pretty sure he, you know, changed shoes about every couple of hours to another set of Nike shoes. <laughs> and so it was cool to like see him around and see him involved uh, in just like the day-to-day operations of that tournament. And so... I do feel like as an owner, you would see, like, obviously he's not going to be Steve Ballmer, right, where he's acting like a dang idiot along the baseline, you know, just going crazy. Yeah, like going crazy, (laughs) and he's he's red in the face every time the camera pans over. But it would be cool to to see him – be one of the uh, the, the focal points of the Portland yeah. Trailblazers, right? Because then at that point, like it, it's guaranteed, hey, that franchise is not moving. They're they're they are not moving at all. It'd just be cool to see someone that's like, hey, I'm here, I am Portland, kind of thing. Where mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of owners take a back seat, and there's nothing wrong with that if right. you're doing a good job. But um, I don't know. I think it'd be good for Portland, and yeah, all that Nike money wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think two billion dollars to. Um, Phil Knight is probably not. It's like change. like obviously it's a ton, obviously it's a ton of money, but it it is not nearly as much as it would be to us, right? Yeah, it's no not way. pocket it's not pocket change, but it's not like break the bank account, it's cripple probably, me financially money. It's probably like the equivalent of like five hundred k to him or a million or something. Yeah, yeah, something so. that just. You can't even fathom that it's that low yes. to him. <laughs> yes. So that would be interesting to see if that uh, comes about to uh, to happen. Also, uh, tonight we do get NBA basketball returning after a, what, four-day, five-day hiatus from Game 7. Uh, yeah. If you're watching the broadcast tonight, there's already some issues with, uh, with the broadcast because Jeff Van Gundy is out with uh, COVID. 
Uh, Woj is out with COVID, so he will not be. I guess he was like one of the in-studio guys or maybe a sideline report. I don't know what his role is supposed to be, but he's out with COVID. Uh, Mike Breen, you know, he missed game seven on Sunday. And I don't guess he did not get cleared to come back today. So it will be uh, Mark Jones and Mark, Mark Jackson as the broadcast team tonight for game one in the NBA Finals. I would assume that since game two is not until Sunday, um, that the regular broadcast will be back on Sunday. But I don't know. Uh, so that... Already some issues with the with the ABC broadcast, uh, and Mark Jones and Mark Mark Jackson are going to be the broadcast team tonight. Also, ticket prices for this thing are just absolutely nuts. It's absurd. I don't know what happened in the past, like, what, three years? I feel yeah. like ticket prices have gone crazy high for and, everything. And I don't know if it's like the – if it's because, you know, you are playing in two of the top 15 biggest metro markets – in the United States. Uh, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But like the get-in price, and maybe it's changed uh, since I looked this morning about 10 o'clock. But when I was looking this morning on StubHub, the get-in price was $620 for the very top tonight. Oh, I heard it was in the 800 range. It goes up to 795 for Sunday. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about... To not even be able to see the floor, right? Or, yeah. I mean, you can see the floor, but you're so high up. Like, I don't even really know if it would be that great of an experience to go and be at the t- highest point in the Warriors arena. Uh, it's going to be hard for teams to sell out their arenas with these prices. Yeah, and I wonder, like, obviously, the price, or you would think the prices have to be cheaper for you know, season ticket holders, and you would think they have to be cheaper on, like, the actual on sale um, because nobody yeah. is dumb enough to pay. Maybe on the resale market, and I guess I could see it on the resale market if it's like, oh, I got burnout on buying tickets, whatever, I'm just going to pay it and go. But nobody initially, I would think, is dumb enough to pay $600 to sit at the top of the arena, like no. on a Ticketmaster on sale. I'm, I'm tired of the every game is the greatest game ever mantra of like making the tickets absurdly expensive it drives me nuts because it's like i don't know i feel like five years ago if i wanted to go to an nba playoff game it was at most going to be 200 bucks maybe 100 right if i wanted to have a good seat but if i wanted to just get in it was like 80 70 range and that's still that was still high to me right i don't know it's crazy to me well i mean even with the grizzlies um grizzlies i I will say this the the grizz tickets in the second round of the playoffs were like 250 to 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 be able to sit down low. Now obviously I'm sure you can set up high for 80, 90, whatever, but mm-hmm. just to sit down low, they were 250 on Ticketmaster, which is still but high, but it's better. If you have season tickets, it was like $120 per game, which is not terrible. So, uh, yeah, it 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 is crazy just the absurd amount that some of these ticket prices are going because like I don't ever remember ticket prices being this high for the NBA finals. Like I don't they, either. This this it's not quite to the level, and I don't know because I honestly I haven't looked because I've never once thought about going to the Super Bowl because it's so expensive. But like this has to be approaching Super Bowl get in ticket prices. And I would we're not think, e- and we're not even in the championship yet. Like in, yeah, in terms mean, it, of relating it, it to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean yeah. we're 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 in game one, right? We're, yeah, we're not even like late into the NBA Finals. Like game seven, totally understand, totally understand. Right. But game one, 
it's like the first game. No one can win on the first game. Exactly. So, I yeah. don't get it. But I don't know. I have a feeling that this is going to plateau at some point, and then ticket sales are going to drop. It, it has uh, you to. would hope. You would hope. I hope so. Um, I so, want to go to the games. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. To, that would be great to go to. Like, I almost wonder because, you know, inevitably, I do feel like at some point, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but, you know, I do feel like with the nucleus and the core that the Grizzlies have, that one year, and it may just be one, and they may not win it, but one year they are going to break through at the rate they are going and make a finals appearance. I think and so, you know too. what? I would like to go. I and I would not like to pay six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars to go. Yeah, so I I, I, there. I would love for these ticket prices to go down. <laughs> uh, anyways, in terms of the actual series, um, Warriors are minus one forty to win the series. They are four point favorites uh, in tonight's game. It does seem like though that you know early on most of the money was coming in on the Celtics. Uh, you know, I think ESPN put out a graphic Monday or Tuesday one and said that 80% of the early money was coming in on the odds of the Celtics in the series, which makes sense. I mean, you know, it, it it's hard to see the Celtics at those plus odds and be like, I'm not going to take that. So you get a little bit, you get a little bit more bang for your buck, right, by going with the Celtics instead of going with the Warriors at minus 140, 150, whatever. And so that one doesn't surprise me at all. But I'm going to be honest, I really don't know what to kind of expect out of this series. Uh, I think I kind of lean Warriors just because they have the experience and they've they've been there and they've been through the battles and all of that. Uh, But, you know, this does have potential for Jason Tatum to take that final leap to becoming a superstar and just kind of arrive on the scene in this series. So I would – I kind of lean toward the Warriors, but – I, I do feel, though, that, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have found something together in these playoffs, and then Al Horford has continued to be pretty good as well. And so if they continue to click, then, I you know, I feel like this series is going to be really, really good regardless of, of who wins. Yeah, I feel like the series is going to be good, but I'm leaning Celtics just because I think the Celtics, cohesion-wise, have been a lot more consistent. Um, granted they've dropped some games here and there they've had a lot of injuries so that will tie into it but at the same time when this Warriors team turns the ball over and is missing shots they're a mess and they're not going to win a game yeah you know that was interesting because Draymond Green on his podcast um, I don't know if it was Twitter or like TikTok or wherever but I did see a clip of of Draymond on his podcast yesterday Uh, or maybe it's on with Colin Coward I don't know but the question was asked uh like, what do you have to do to win the series? And one of the things Draymond mentioned was, like, we cannot turn the ball over like yeah. we have in the playoffs because this team is good enough defensively. They're going to capitalize on that. Yeah, and I, I think I think the Warriors have a, a decent defense, but I think the Celtics' offense is a lot better than their defense. So I do think it's going to come down to the offense for both teams and the Celtics' defense a little bit with the turnovers. But yeah. Yeah, like I said, if the Warriors have that many turnovers and are shooting as bad as they did, then they're not winning more than two yeah, games. Yeah, and I think um, I, I do think Tatum is is going to create a little bit of a matchup problem. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I, I don't know that. Not that I don't know. Draymond Green is not going to be able to guard him out on the perimeter or guard him off the bounce. So, are you going to put Andrew Wiggins on it? Because I still think Tatum gets past Andrew Wiggins, and then. 
you know, even if you want to double him, what do you do with Jalen Brown, right? Yeah. So I, I, I think Tatum does present. Uh, I think you put Wiggins a little bit on of a him. matchup problem. Yeah, and I think you probably go with Wiggins, but I, I mean, I think, I think Tatum is good enough to drop thirty on Andrew Wiggins. No, he and is. I think Wiggins is a good defender. He is, but I think if you're going in terms of risk factor, right. you don't want to put uh, Draymond on him because then he probably fouls out of the game. Yeah. Or he gets yeah. ejected or something happens. But yeah, I think with Andrew Wiggins, he's he's a decent defender. He's going to get a lot of points dropped on him, but he'll get somewhat of the job done, and that's the best you can do. Yeah, uh, Golden State's also going to get some depth back. Uh, Gary Payton III is uh, expected to be a game-time decision tonight for game one, so uh, could see him in the fold. It looks like Andre Iguodala maybe is uh, rumored to be able to play at some point in uh, in the finals, so they'll get a little, uh, a couple of more pieces of depth back. I- I'm going to say this. I don't really care who wins. I would prefer Golden State not to win, but honestly, like at this point, it really doesn't matter to me. I just hope... Uh, that it actually turns out to be a good matchup, and we just don't get a series full of blowouts. Because, yeah. like, I, I'm gonna be like, I my interest level was was zero by about game three of each of the conference final series because it it was just straight blowouts. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't even make an effort to watch after game two or three. Yeah, it got really boring really quickly. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I am excited for for these finals. Excited to come back tomorrow and be able to. Uh, to uh, recap what happens uh, tonight as the NBA Finals officially get underway. All right, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, uh, bounce around with a few other things after this on the ticket. Terra's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. Play ball. The setup continues right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. That's baseball. Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro is now open. You no longer have to drive across the state to get your crumble fix. The nation's fastest growing cookie company is a gourmet cookie experience like no other. Walk in to the smell of delicious baked cookies made fresh daily. And Crumble's menu rotates weekly with over 200 mouthwatering flavors. Including one of my favorites, the warm chocolate chip cookie that oozes chocolate when you take a bite or break it to share. And you never know when that crumble craving is going to hit and they make it easy. Remember, Crumble delivers. Crumble ships. Crumble caters. And Crumble offers curbside pickup. Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro is locally owned and operated by Cody McPherson, a veteran of the United States Air Force and an alumni of Arkansas State. Y'all, Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro is now open. To get your Crumble fix, head to the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro or check out the flavors you can savor at crumblecookies.com. Or download the app to check out the weekly flavors and place your order. Just search Crumble Cookies. Crumble Cookies, the home of the pink box. I'm Bob Moore, president of Moore Air Conditioning. We are a rapidly growing HVAC company looking to hire passionate and motivated team members. We're hiring for multiple positions with competitive pay. So if you have the desire to help people and are ready to be part of a family, not just a job, apply today. Don't wait. Call 870-336-2023 to apply or find out more about our open interview days. Every moment counts. As soon as you test positive for COVID-19, talk to your doctor to see what treatment might be right for you. We now have a variety of options. From monoclonal antibodies to lessen symptom severity and prevent hospitalization, to oral antivirals to treat mild to moderate cases. But the treatments work best the sooner you begin. For more information, go to healthy.arkansas.gov. 
This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. This is the place. Hey! Yo! This is my grandson, Mike. It's his 18th birthday. Man. Wow! One of the best years of my life. Well, when I was 18, ladies used to think I was fine. Yeah, your grandma, maybe. Oh, come on, man! He's a smart guy, but I thought he could use a little advice today. Start putting away some money. Call your mother. And now that you're 18, you need to sign up with the Selective Service System. Remember Jamie Thomas? Yeah. Heard he didn't register and was denied a job with TSA. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. Save money, call mom, and register with SSS. Mm-hmm. Hey, Grandpa, this boy got that police head, the kind that roll up and stop wherever it wants to. It's cold, but just cut the boy's hair. I don't know what to do with it. Be the man. Register with the Selective Service System today at SSS.gov. Good-looking boy, but ugly head. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the show. All right, so we got to talking about this during the break, and it's kind of interesting. Because the question, what we were talking about was, would Jabari Parker, Dennis Schroeder, and Bull Bull, who all at one point this season, even though they were only on the roster for a month or so, be eligible to get a championship ring uh, for the Celtics, if the Celtics win, right? And so... It is, and I've just kind of been looking during the break, and what it does appear, though, appear like is that any player who was on the team throughout the course of the year but got traded or released has the option to get a championship ring. I don't think there's any rule in place saying that you have to offer it, but it does appear, though, in more cases than not, um that a player is offered, right? So Anderson Vergeau in 2016 was an example used here where he got traded from the Cavs to the Trailblazers and uh, he was offered a ring by the Cavs, even though he was on that Warriors team that was in the finals with the Cavs, right? Because he played with the Cavs at one point throughout the course uh, of the year. So I, I find that fascinating 
And it's also fascinating because apparently um, they're, and I don't know if it's like just the Toronto Raptors or if this is a case like across all sports, but when the Raptors won in 2019, apparently there was like five sets of tiers in their championship rings, right? Because owners pay for the championship rings, so it comes out of their pocket. So, obviously, Tier 1 was your, like, authentic, you know, $15,000, whatever it is, championship ring. Uh, And that goes to players, coaches, and, like, the very important people around around the organization, right? Um, Then you have your Tier 2 and 3, who was front office, medical staff, doctors, anybody like that. Would venture to guess the the ring is not nearly as authentic with all the diamonds and and all of that. So you probably take a step down and it's not nearly as expensive. Uh, Then you have tier four, which is like cheerleaders, ball boys, stuff like that. Which those rings were probably the same that the fans get. Or close to being the same as like the fans get on authentic ring night uh, after a team wins the final. So I, I have found that interesting. That is interesting. That... A, the owners pay for the rings. B, uh, any player that gets like traded or released, most more likely than not, because it has become like an unwritten rule in the NBA, is going to have the option of getting a championship ring if they want to. And then, and again, I don't know if it's every team or if this was just a Toronto Raptors deal, but that there's like these five different tiers of of rings and you have to be on a certain level in order to uh, get the most expensive ring. Interesting. So I want like I it would be interesting. I wonder if if you are traded or released, do you fall on like the tier 3 where you're not getting all the diamonds and all of that? Uh because I would venture to think you would. Like it would be interesting to me if Jabari Parker who was released after 12 games this year the Celtics win the finals. He wants a ring. What type of quality of ring does Jim, or not Jimmy Butler, uh, Jabari Parker? What type of quality of ring does uh, Jabari Parker get? Yeah, I wonder. It's got to be not. It, it can't be the like fifteen, twenty thousand dollar one. However much they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played. He played twelve games for him. So I, I did find that to be. Uh, Pretty interesting how the uh, how the NBA and I would assume that's probably true for for a lot of sports. Uh, I really would like to know what what baseball's policy is on that because you have so many different guys who are coming up, going down, getting released, getting traded throughout the course of a hundred and sixty two game season. That that number is going to get astronomically high uh, by the time you you win a championship. So, uh, anyways, NBA Finals coming up tonight, eight o'clock. Uh, over on ABC. All right, uh, we'll go ahead. We'll take a timeout. Uh, Want to catch up on the MLB uh, and some college basketball news we got from from yesterday as well. We also had the match going on and a few other things we'll get to uh, over the last segment after this timeout here on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Most prices still on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. 
July corn at 7.30 and a quarter down one. With September corn at 7.04 and three quarters up one. July soybeans at 17.29 and a quarter up 39. With August soybeans at 16.58 three quarters up 33 and three quarters. July wheat at 10.58 and a quarter up 17. With September wheat at 10.69 and three quarters up 17 and a half. July cotton at 139.11 up 305. With October cotton at 128.75 up 215. July rice at 16.97 and a half down 16 cents. September rice at 17.26 down 16 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, June live cattle at 133.62 and a half, up 82 and a half. August live cattle at 134.12 and a half, up 122 and a half. August feeder cattle at 172.95, up 322 and a half. September feeder cattle at 175.47 and a half, up 307 and a half. June lane hogs at 110.05, up 25. With July lane hogs at 112.17 and a half, down 25. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hey Farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. Having a hard time locating available equipment prior to year's end? Do you need to upgrade your tractors, combines, or sprayer to be prepared for the 22 crop year? At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9, T8, T7, and T6 tractors available for sale now, ranging from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now be prepared for the 22 crop year come see us at wt equipment in jonesboro or pocahontas to speak with our sales department in jonesboro call 870-972-5522 that's 870-972-5522 for pocahontas call 870-892-5254 that's 870-892-5254 or visit our website at wtequip.com wt equipment let's get it done Moonshine Willie inviting you to come on down to Mill Creek Liquor Store at 3351 Highway 62 West, just right outside Pocahontas, going toward Imbone. We have a great selection of all spirits, wines, and mixers, and select beers to wet your whiskers. And we'll cool you down with our walk-in beer cave. Mill Creek Liquor has the best prices and selection, so you'll want to stock up before your river trips, weekend, or evenings. Friendly staff and locally owned. Stop on by Mill Creek Liquor Store, Highway 62, outside of Pocahontas. Yee! School's out, and that makes it the perfect time to get your kids in for a dental cleaning. It's also the perfect time to make an appointment with Brooklyn Dental. Brooklyn Dental offers a great combination of an experienced, friendly staff and the latest in technology and procedures. And at Brooklyn Dental, they work with all types of insurance plans. Whether you're looking for a new dentist or just haven't been in a while, trust the smiles in your life to the staff at Brooklyn Dental. Call 870-393-5330 to schedule an appointment. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 in Brooklyn. Time out. 
timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the show. Uh, about 10 minutes or so left to go on this uh, Thursday edition here on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, so last night I went to go see uh, Top Gun Maverick again for the second time, right? Uh, obviously, like it, it it still holds up. It, it's still really, really good. Um and I thoroughly enjoyed it on the second watch, right? Because anytime I go and see a movie and I, I walk out and it's just like, oh my lord, this was fantastic. I always go see it a second time just to make sure that it lives up to the hype or, or the bar that I set for it after the first watch, right? And so I went to go see Top Gun Maverick for the second time last night and it was it was just as awesome the second time as it was the first time. Uh Pound for pound, one of the best Hollywood blockbusters, best non-superhero Hollywood blockbusters uh, of my lifetime, without a doubt. It is top three, and it's probably not two or three. In terms, if you're just talking about a strictly Hollywood blockbuster that is not a superhero movie. I'm curious what another one would be. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, because like a lot of my favorite movies at least from when, at least that have been released in my lifetime, don't really fall under that big blockbuster category. Right. Like, they make money, obviously, but, like, they, they don't fall under this $150 million opening weekend type stuff. Yeah. Because most of those movies, like, they're fine. They're fine. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nothing special, and the the, re-watch, the rewatchability is probably pretty low. Like, this one, I think I'm, I I'm going to watch it as many times as I've seen the first one. Uh, it's just going to be over and over and over, right? So, but anyways, you know, I'm like 30 minutes into this movie, and I have Twitter notifications turned on on my phone for a, a few different accounts. Uh, the Chicago Cubs, A-State Women's Basketball, and Lane Kiffin. Those are the three I have turned on for. Uh, and a lot of the stuff with Lane is not just the fact that he is the Ole Miss head coach. It was the fact that on the night that he was doing the whole tweeting at the SEC League office about being fined after the Auburn game in 2020, and he was talking about you know sending the pennies to the league office. Like, I missed that on Twitter. I was like 30 minutes behind, so I had to go and catch up. And so after that, I was like, no more. Like, I'm turning <laughs> notifications on. Anytime he no tweets, more. I'm going to see it, and I'm going to be a part of uh, a part of the drama and craziness on Twitter. Last night, like I kid you not, I get like bang, 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 like seven notifications in a row. And it's because Lane Kiffin has created the Twitter account for his dog, and he's just retweeting his dog's Twitter account. <laughs> That is literally why my watch, like I had to take my watch off. I, I took it off and I set it to the side so I wouldn't get, keep getting these notifications. I mean, it was like 10 in a row. Uh, the first tweet, hey, SEC, maybe next time a dog-friendly hotel. I missed my interview on Fine Bomb because of this. <laughs> so Lane Kiffin's dog has a uh, now has a Twitter account. It's Juice Kiffin. Uh, there's also a picture of him. 
uh, walking around chewing on a, uh, a a popcorn bucket, which says, great first night on Twitter, going to keep getting better. As my dad says, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> so the new account to follow on Twitter is uh, Juice Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's new dog. There you go. And if you don't follow it, just uh, go to Lane's profile. He's retweeted every single tweet the dang dog has sent out on Twitter. Um, so, anyways, that's that's the new greatest account to uh, to follow on Twitter. Which, by the way, I don't know if it is for you, but my Twitter did rectify itself last night. It's it's still bad. You oh, yours is yours. Oh, is, it, it did rectify. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Hold on, let me look. Because I noticed it. I noticed it last night after I got out of the movie that the the timeline had rectified itself. Yeah, I, th- I think mine's fixed okay. now. It's still, I think it's like every other, t- no, uh, I don't know. I'm getting like half normal and half not normal. <laughs> See, mine has been normal today. Yesterday for about a five, six hour stretch there. I, I mean, I was on the fence about whether or not to delete this app because I was not doing that timeline. It just was not, not happening. I don't want uh, my whole entire feed to be just one picture and then have to scroll for hours to actually read tweets. And so I, I don't know if it was like a weird glitch in the system or if Twitter did it for a lot of people and then they read the negative comments and decided, well, we don't need to do this or what it was. I'm just I'm just glad the, the situation has uh, has rectified itself more than uh, more than anything. So. Uh, all right. In terms of Major League Baseball. One of the craziest storylines of the season wrapped up last night. The Pittsburgh Pirates went out and swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. Three-game sweep for the Pittsburgh Pirates over the uh, L.A. Dodgers, which I don't think anyone had on their uh, 2022 MLB season bingo card. Uh, the Pirates won 8-4 to four last night over the Dodgers to sweep the series. So, don't look now. The Pittsburgh Pirates are just five games below 500. They are 22-27 and 27 and a solid third place in the NL Central after sweeping uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers um, last night. So, that definitely is the wildest. Uh, I think it has to qualify as the wildest storyline of the season. I will say this, though, and I'm very interested to watch this because there's a guy who has gotten really, really, really popular on both like Twitter, TikTok, across all platforms as a sports gambler who is notoriously bad at sports gambling to the point where I have no idea how he has money. The guy's name is Book It With Trent. It's it's worth the follow just for the laugh on, on some of these. But he put out a tweet three days ago when the series started. I guess it was after the Pirates won game one. He put out a tweet and said, if the Pittsburgh Pirates sweep the L.A. Dodgers, I will show up to a Dodgers game this year head-to-toe in a full Houston Astros uniform. (laughs) So I am very interested to see how this shakes out because obviously there is no love lost between the Dodgers and the Astros. And so, I would venture to guess some random dude showing up in a full-on Astros uniform at a Dodgers home game is not going to go well. Yeah, that'll be fun for that guy. Ah, uh, yeah, he's 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 uh, he's going to get a lot of words directed at him. A lot of them will not be kind either. 
Dodgers fans are another breed of mean. So, <laughs> but like, I don't even blame him at that point. I don't. I don't blame him at that point. They they can be as mean as they want to to the Houston Astros. No, that's Astros. fair. No, that's I mean fair, they, yeah. they 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 have earned that right to any time they see an Astros fan say what they want to say. Astros right? have earned that hatred. Yes. Every other team, not so much. So Dodgers the fans, Dodgers especially, because yeah. they probably would have won the World Series and the Astros weren't banging on trash cans and doing all that true, stuff. True. Let them have it. Let them have it. Anyways. All right, that does it for us. Uh, the Drive with Brad Bobo is next from 3 to 6. Uh, 7 to 10 tomorrow on the front row with Budrow. No Red Wolf roll call. 12 to 2. It's the Workday Red Zone, which gets you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. So for Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.